red same day. So tell your doctor, refer you to Titan MRI or call them at 672-6644 today. Welcome to Inside the Huddle with former Gator QB Shane Matthews, WRUF Steve Russell, and the Hall of Famer, the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. The Gators have won the ball game on a bump. Inside the Huddle is brought to you by Crime Prevention Security Systems and Titan MRI. Now, let's head to the studio with Shane, Steve, and the HBC, Steve Spurrier, on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And we welcome you to another edition of Inside the Huddle. We are live with our podcast and broadcast today. Alongside Steve Spurrier, Shane Matthews, I'm Steve Russell. Jake Hitt will produce the broadcast today. We have a lot of ground to cover today. Look back at Florida, Georgia. Look ahead to Florida, Vanderbilt. And then some of the big games coming up this weekend, including LSU, Alabama. We'll have our top fours, the college football playoff committees poll. That's the one that now counts. Uh, That's going to be released for the first time tonight. Well, uh, Coach, we'll start by looking back here. Um, You know, sometimes you got to tip your cap to the other team. Georgia had a good game plan for Florida. Georgia on top. So, from an overview, Coach, what did you see in, in that Florida-Georgia matchup? I think the thing that uh, a lot of us don't realize, it was a, maybe a one- or two-play game, as it turned out. Obviously, with Fromm hitting 26 out of 30 and making all of those third downs, uh, gosh, what, 12 or so, you would think they beat us three or four touchdowns. But it was a one-touchdown game. And uh, our, our defensive backs, as good as we were against Auburn, we just didn't play – our best against Georgia for whatever reason, who knows. But, uh, again, it was, uh, hey, it came down to one or two plays at the end there. They made that third and seven. Maybe if we get the ball back, uh, we'd score it. I think our last two possessions in the fourth quarter. We're a good fourth-quarter team, uh, but we couldn't get the ball back. They hit hit that tight end on another little out route or whatever, and, and that ended the game. But uh, it's history now. All we can do is try to learn from it. I think you got to give that – Georgia coach uh, James Coley, I think he did some research in his off week. He came up with some new ball plays, and we're going to draw one up uh, here today, which was the their last touchdown, and uh, try to explain how that that one came about. You know, Shane, you look at what Georgia had done—a lot of back shoulder throws and whatnot. You know, just straight down the field routes. Well, as Coach mentioned, they they certainly changed what they did. They did. I think uh, I thought their plan was pretty good. You know, I, I think the strength in our secondary are our two corners, and our two corners didn't give up a whole lot of plays. They didn't throw a whole lot of balls on the outside. You know, they completed the one that was kind of a questionable call that went to review. They ran a comeback, and Fromm threw it so poorly, threw it so far inside. C.J. broke for the comeback and would have intercepted it, but the ball was thrown behind, and Cager kind of bobbled and somehow <laughs> caught it. But, you know, it, it just looked like they kind of – took what LSU did uh, on tape and attacked our slot defender and our safeties uh, on crossing routes, things over the middle. Uh, give, give them credit, man. Fromm played outstanding. You know, It's not like they converted a bunch of third and twos. These were third and longs. Uh, his best throw of the game to me was the final play that iced it for them on the corner route, out route, whatever, to the tight end. He was under heavy duress and made a beautiful throw. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at third down conversions – in the last two games against Florida, Georgia is 20 of 32 in converting third downs. 
Florida six of twenty five in converting third downs. That that that's a big mm-hmm. stat in the game, isn't it? Oh, big stat. That means they're staying on the field, and we're we're not going to get a chance to throw the ball around and uh, try to produce more points. So uh, yeah, for some reason, our third down defense uh, wasn't very good. I thought uh, I thought we had a pretty good plan, uh, but it it didn't work out. They they seemed to have a good play for what whatever we were doing. You look at Georgia, Shane, and I guess the optic, it's the last thing you see. We we saw Fromm struggle against South Carolina, held the ball, held the ball. Receivers weren't getting open. What what do you think of Georgia now going forward? Well, going in the game, I thought they were a very good football team. I just thought uh, their their weakness was throwing the football. but you know, pretty much all they were trying to do were throw back shoulders and slants and things of that. You know, they, they put in some combination routes, and the one play that coach is going to draw up is one that a lot of NFL teams are running, and it's a fabulous play. But you got to have great protection, and they did all day. You know, it, it's a combination. You know, people want to point at the secondary, but I, we couldn't get any pressure. I mean, I, we never sacked him. I think we made him move and scramble and avoid a few, couple guys, and he and he got like a six yard run on it. Other than that, he sat back like it was seven on seven. 29 sacks by Florida coming into the game, but Georgia had only given up four. So something had to give, and unfortunately, it it gave Georgia's Mm -hmm. way. Um, Let's now do our play of the week. It's brought to you by Campus USA Credit Union. Put some star power to work in your financial life with Campus USA Credit Union. Play of the week, guys. Well, I think Coach is going to draw it up. It's it's not one of our plays. It's, 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 it's a great play that Georgia had. Yeah, they got a guy wide, wide open on the play, and, uh, yeah, I'll try to explain how it all took place. Uh, there was a lot of moving parts to this play, so it's sort of interesting, and uh, they executed it uh, near perfection. And, again, he had all day to throw it. Uh, and, again, they, they blocked with basically seven guys and gave a little action on it. So it was a good play on their part. And uh, I know one of our guys may have made a mistake because I think we were in man coverage. But because of the way they did it, it, it could cause confusion. I do want to ask you both this question. The, the SEC Network, after the broadcast, said that Fromm completed 10 passes when Florida blitzed. So I guess the story is if you blitz – you better get to the quarterback. But when you blitz, guys, what do you normally do defensively in coverage? Well, you play man-to-man usually, although there's some zone blitzes here, there, and the other. Uh, but I think it appeared that we played uh, mostly man most of the game, it seemed like. Uh, we had some guys coming you know, from the corners like we usually do. But uh, their offensive line did an excellent job. I know one of our defensive linemen said, I, I didn't do anything the whole game. And uh, I, I think we'll all agree that our pass rush was not there. But, again, give Georgia credit. I also heard somebody, Steve, say uh, in the last three years, Georgia's recruiting has been 1-1-3. One, one, now, I thought Alabama might have been 1-1-3, one, one, but uh, they're, they're the two top recruiting uh, schools in the country right now, along with Clemson and Ohio State. So there's no secret to the big guys up front usually uh, determine the winners and so forth. But, uh, you know, again, it was a one-possession game. It was a seven-point game. So you look back, and if we'd played a little bit better here and there, you know, possibly we could have won the thing. As a player, uh, I'm sure the first day of practice after a loss like that is a little bit tough. But, Shane, you've been there. So from both your perspectives, coach and player, uh, how do you get yourself back on track and ready to go again? Well, it's difficult. I mean, you got to kind of use the 24-hour rule, 40-hour rule, whatever you want to call it, uh, to flush it out of your system, whether it's a win or a loss. But it, 
Yeah, this is tough because, you know, the goal is to get to Atlanta. That's your number one goal. And, and it's still there. A lot of things have to happen. Uh, but now all you can do is go out and, and try to win the next game, and that's mm-hmm. Vanderbilt because you still have a chance to have a tremendous year. Uh, I mean, heck, if, if you go 10-2 and two and possibly 11-2, and two, that's a tremendous year. So got to remember, this is Dan's second year here. And as Coach said, we just got to go out and continue recruiting. And, you know, this, this, the difference in this game from what I saw is in the trenches. They're bigger and stronger than we are. Yeah, they were a big team. But, uh, Steve, what you do, uh, what, what I tried to do, when you set your goals at the beginning of the season, obviously win the division, win the SEC, and uh, win 10 games or 11 or whatever. Uh, but you also have a, a goal of win the bowl game and maybe a New Year's Day bowl game. We, we always had that on there just in case maybe we don't win the SEC. And uh, one of the teams I'm really proud of was our 97 team, which was the only one to lose to LSU and to Georgia in the 12 years we were here. And we lost both of them the same year, but that team came back and won their last four games, beat FSU in the swamp, you know, when they were number one in the country, and uh, beat Penn State in the bowl game, finished in the top ten, finished uh, uh, 10-2 and two again, and, and had an excellent year. Nothing wrong with that at all. You know, we wished it had been a little better, but it wasn't. So uh, that team finished very strongly. Proud of that team. Going to take a break and come back. We're going to get some questions for Coach Spurrier. We're going to outline Florida Vanderbilt for you, look ahead to some of the big games, our top four. And, of course, of course, Coach is going to draw up the play we talked about on the Chalk Talk segment a little bit later. Stay with us. Inside the Huddle, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Everyone is raving about Titan MRI. With the highest rated MRI facilities in town, Titan MRI is the place to go. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town. Joe and his staff have more than two decades of experience in Gainesville, and they'll help heal thousands of athletes in the local area. At Titan MRI, the average scan time is 10 to 15 minutes, so you'll have plenty of time to get back to living a life pain-free. Don't wait. Tell your doctor to refer you to Titan MRI or call them today at 672-6644. Hi, this is Steve Spurrier here, and I have some wonderful news for the Gator Nation. Our new restaurant, Spurrier's, is opening at Celebration Point in June of 2020. Spurrier's is going to be a restaurant to come to celebrate Gator victories, anniversaries, birthdays, whatever. There's no better place than Celebration Point in Gainesville. Spurrier's going to be one-of-a-kind restaurant with an exciting atmosphere and wonderful food. I'll see you at Celebration Point, where the Gators come to celebrate. I'm Steve Spurrier, sometimes called the head ball coach, and I'm here to tell you I got the SUV that I drive from Davis. Yeah, Coach, the word is out, and everybody is loving what's going on at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet and Palm Chevrolet down in Ocala. I stopped by each of the dealerships last week and saw tremendous deals all over the place and also all over the place, orange and blue. What's that mean, Coach? If you bleed orange and blue, Davis is the place for you. Davis Automotive Group, the official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators. This is Jack Fine at Fine Farcash and Parla Piano. Have you been in a car accident or injured because of someone else's negligence? Let our local team of trial lawyers find justice for you. With more than 100 years of combined experience, our firm has the resources necessary to fight for people just like you. We go up against billion-dollar insurance companies every day to get you the compensation you deserve so you could focus on your recovery. Find Farcash and Parla Piano. When life changes, we're there. Offices, Gainesville. 
Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. At Titan MRI, you'll visit the only locally owned and operated MRI imaging center in town. Call them up and start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. Time now for Question of the Week, brought to you by Davis Chevrolet, the official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators. Real Gators drive Davis, and you can send your questions to Coach Spurrier at questions at insidethehuddlehbc.com. All right, Coach, here we go. Uh, Peter in Tampa says, on Saturday, the Gators had several costly mistakes like wide receiver movement. How do you coach to avoid that? How do you coach to avoid guys jumping offside and wide receivers uh, not getting set or something like that? Uh, what we used to do, we'd, we'd make the entire offense run those uh, 20s. Shane, remember, everybody line up on the 20s. All right, this is for that offside, that's for that offside. And uh, just run the whole team. I, I'd like to emphasize, instead of just picking them out individually, you know, it's a team sport. If you screw up, then the whole whole team has to run a little bit. So we did some of that and then just emphasizing it. I remember one time one of our big linemen jumped offside and I put the back the backup guy in there right away. And he came off the field and he said, Coach, you're embarrassing me in front of my buddies up in the stands. I said, That's the idea to embarrass you. Don't do it anymore. <laughs> so uh hopefully he got the message, but uh yeah, it's uh sometimes you gotta yell at the guys a little bit and do something to to get their attention on how important uh, not making those penalties is. Uh, Riley in Atlanta says, how was Danny Warfel's Desire Street Ministries golf tournament? Wish he could have been there. Yeah, I was there uh, for the whole event, and uh, what a super job Danny and uh, his staff uh, do at this thing, uh, Steve. They raised I don't know how much money, maybe half a million bucks. I'm not sure exactly all they, they did, but had a nice golf tournament, uh, TPC Sawgrass, I think gives him a good break there on all the functions and so forth. So it was it was a wonderful event. Uh, Tim Tebow came by, and uh, we had a bunch of Gators and, and Bulldogs that played in the tournament. And... Uh, Mutual respect amongst all the players. There's no, there's no mouth and all that kind of stuff the way you see with some of these schools. But, uh, yeah, the Georgia-Florida rivalry is one again, I think, of both uh, schools. And the fans are a lot better now than they were back in the old days. Uh, we, we have respect for each other. Yep, and it's a great cause, obviously, mm-hmm. too. Uh, Domingo and West Palm, coach, says, after the Florida-Georgia game, what's your assessment of the team? Has your opinion of their abilities changed? Uh, the assessment is we're 7-2, and two, and uh, we got three big games left, and uh, I think we're going to be favored in most all of them. At Missouri is going to be a tough one, but we got two at home here, Vandy and FSU. And, uh, gosh, if we can end up 10-2, and two, we'll be in a really good bowl game and uh, with a chance to go 11-2. So hopefully, uh, hopefully that will happen. Uh, we're going to talk more about this, but Albert in Tallahassee says, Willie Taggart just got the boot. Rumors are swirling about potential replacements. I heard your name. Would you ever consider such a rival position? <laughs> no, I'm not. my name is not in that. I think it was Steve Russell instead of Steve Spurrier. They were, they were rumoring. You, you guys must They're chance. They're really hurting now. Yeah. yeah. I think they got the wrong Steve on that. <laughs> and then uh, Bobby in Denver, uh, the Vandy game's at noon this Saturday. That usually means low game attendance. How big of a deal is it that Gator Nation shows up to fill the stadium and make some noise on game day? 
Uh, I think it's important, certainly. Uh, Vandy's a good team. Gosh, what did they have? It was 21-3 last year up yes, there at one up point there. in the yes, first sir. quarter. Uh, they, they can cause uh, problems for the Gators. We've had a lot of close ones with those guys. The year we won the national championship, we had them 28-7 up there, and uh, Pillar got hurt. And he got hurt, and we're all out. He broke a little bone in his leg, Zach Pillar, offensive lineman. And we're out there looking at his leg, and he they're – trainers are out there and his his mom's coming out of the stands to see how bad he's hurt and all that kind of stuff and the vandy guy started joking around with danny waffle and and they're talking to me and we're all out there finally we get pillar off the off the field and it changed the momentum the next play that linebacker i forget his name right now he broke through knocked the ball out of danny's hand it bounced right up to him he ran for a touchdown 28 14 they get it and score again 28 21 there's all kind of time left in the fourth quarter and fortunately, we made two or three first downs uh, in the fourth quarter to end that game, 28-21. So Vandy has been a, – they're a tough out for the Gators. So hopefully we're really ready to play this week. Well, I think it's important for the fans to show up. You know, we Steve, on our show yesterday, you had several emailers saying the season's over, blah, blah, blah. You know, Coach had 12 teams here. Every player that played for him won nine games or more, which is pretty dang good. Yeah. Okay, well – Dan's been here two years. He has a chance for every team he's coached here so far to win at least 10 games. So, you know, I, I know how important the Georgia game and going to Atlanta was, but this is where our program needs to keep building and they need the fan support. Finally, Coach, Andy in Gainesville says, any updates on the new restaurant? Can't wait to have a drink at the rooftop bar. Yeah, everything's on schedule. Uh, we're making progress. Uh, Freddie Weeby, sort of the general manager of this project, uh, we've got uh, an operator, uh, Andrew Johnstone, uh, who's got tremendous experience in the restaurant business. So uh, we're we're right on schedule. Should be open June of 2020. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to going to that rooftop bar also <laughs> with Shane Matthews and a lot of other our, our former players. That's cool. Uh, okay, now let's do our team of the week. It's brought to you by Celebration Point, where Gators come to celebrate. Shane, our team of the week. Uh, I'm going to go with the Utah Utes. Uh, you know, they only have one loss on the year. Tremendous football team. Uh, they fell behind at Washington, which is a tough place to play. But, you know, I, I watched some of that game, and, and, man, they're just a gritty team and found a way to come back and win. And, you know, Kyle Winningham has his team playing at a high, high level. Yeah, they are a good team. I'd almost take them myself. But I'll go with Oregon. Uh, Mario Cristobal and the Oregon Ducks. You know, they lost a close one to Auburn on a jump ball that Auburn caught. Uh, if they knock it down, Oregon will be undefeated right now. So they've got a chance to win the Pac-12 out there. And if they do, I think they certainly should be one of those top four teams. Memphis knocked yeah. off SMU. Mm-hmm. Uh, national te- How about game day being in Beale Street? And uh, so Memphis. That was a fun game to watch. I got to watch that one when I got back home. And it was offensive game. It was a track meet. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Coach of the week, guys. What do you got? Well, I'm going to stick with the Utes and go with Kyle Whittingham. You know, they lost a game to at USC that kind of has taken them out of the national title picture right now. Uh, They lost on one of those Thursday or Friday night games. You know. Uh, in, in in Southern California. So I'm going to go with Kyle Winningham of, of Utah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll go back with the Oregon coach, uh, Cristobal. Uh, Southern Cal, I think, had an early lead on them, but then they, they turned it on in the second half, ended up scoring 56 points. So uh, Oregon and Utah should be a heck of a game for the uh, Pac-12 championship. 
I, you know, you, you think Memphis, but I'm going to go with Matt Rule of Baylor because they're unbeaten. Now, they really haven't played anybody, but they are 8 no, And, you know, give them credit mm-hmm. in the, in the uh, Big 12. So he is my Coach of the Week. And Coach of the Week brought to you by Miapa Latin Cafe, the best Cuban coffee in mm-hmm. Gator country. Um, I want to bring up the Willie Taggart situation, guys, because, uh, you know, he seems like a really nice guy, and there were a lot of people that questioned his higher in the first place. So two-part question here. Most people think this had to happen after an embarrassing loss against Miami, but where do you think the Seminoles go from here as far as a coach? Well, you know, I'm on record back when Brady and I were doing our show that I questioned this hire because, you know, I, I do think Florida State's one of the top programs around in the country, but you go hire a guy who had a under 500 record as a head coach I couldn't quite understand it uh and now he's gone in a year and a half uh seems like a good guy I never met him but just they're not real organized on the field the way they've played they've beaten nobody since he's been the head coach so I was surprised they made the move I don't know where they're going to go from here uh but it looks like a mess in Tallahassee right now yeah they'll uh they'll hire somebody uh, you know probably at the end of the season uh a lot of candidate names will be tossed around. And like Shane said, FSU was one of the top five programs in the country. But so was Miami. Uh, a good win for Miami. And they, they seem to be, I guess, happy with their coach now. And he's only been there one year. But, uh, yeah, FSU, uh, uh, the, uh, obviously their team is, is not improving over the two years he's been there. So some of the people that love the school say, we've got to do something, got to do it now. It might be expensive or whatever. But uh, they decided to make the change. So uh, we'll see how it all plays out. But, uh, yeah, that, as they say, that's their issue up there. and We need to worry about the Gators. Can you believe Bobby Stoops' name has been thrown out there? I, I just yeah. have a hard time thinking that. But, I mean, his, I guess mm-hmm. you could throw anybody's name in the hat. Do you think he, could, mm-hmm. he would take that job? Uh, gosh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I like Bobby. I, I like him as yeah. the ambassador at Oklahoma right now. Uh, I mean, man, if you if you step down from Oklahoma, where where it's just a, a machine there, it, it'd be tough to go to Tallahassee. But mm-hmm. stranger things have happened. Yeah, you never know. You never know when you're out of coaching one or two years, something like that. When this alliance thing popped up last year, I said, heck yeah, four months, uh, four month job, uh, coach a bunch of guys, and uh, there's no recruiting for another eight months of the year, something like that. So I don't know what Bobby would do, to tell you the truth. Uh, he may have an itch to get back in it. Urban, uh, when he left uh, Ohio State, you know, there's this feeling that, uh, you know, he kept getting headaches and this, that, and the other, and the anxiety uh, was something that, that wasn't good for him. Uh, but after maybe a year or two off, he, he may be ready, ready to step back in one of those big jobs. We'll just have to wait and see. Coach, I, I've never in all the years I've known you asked you this, but it, I think it's a great time to ask it because of this. Um, you know, when, when, a, when Bobby Stoops left Oklahoma, he just said, you know, my time is done. I, mm-hmm. I, I've done that. I'm looking forward to time off. Urban has said, you know, hey, i, I got to step away. And yet, and you've done it. You, you've come back. What is it about coaching that lures you back on a sideline? Well, if you're in good health and uh, you're sort of sitting up in the stands watching it, and you say, man, I'd like to be on that sideline. <laughs> Uh, you know, I get that itch. I'd like to be down there calling some ball plays, but then you think about all the, the, the 
ex- extra time involved with recruiting and so forth in college, and that's, that is certainly a huge part of being a successful college coach. But, uh, again, you know, I don't know what he'll do. Uh, of course, when I left here after 12 years, I thought, well, 10, 12 years, that's when you're supposed to leave and coach in the NFL a little bit and then retire and go to Crescent Beach. Well, it didn't work out that way. So I was I was dumb to have left probably when I did. But uh, uh, Bobby was at Oklahoma 18 years and won 11 Big 12 championships. And that, to me, that's something to brag about right there. Sometimes these one coach wins a national championship and maybe one conference championship, and that's, that's all they talk about. Uh, he, he's a great coach because he won the national championship. But those guys that do it over and over and over again, like Bobby Stoops, to me, those, those are the really great coaches around. We'll take a break, come back. Uh, we're going to give you our top four because the college football committee, playoff committee's poll comes out tonight. That's the one that really counts now. And uh, we're going to look ahead to some of the big games coming up this weekend. Going to talk Florida Vanderbilt as well. Much more to come inside the huddle. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Crime Prevention Security Systems has provided security and life safety to families and businesses in Gainesville and surrounding areas since 1975. Their mobile app makes security and home automation easy to use and affordable. With fast access to lighting control, doorbell cameras, and thermostats, crime prevention and security, and so much more. Contact them today, 352-376-1499 or cpss.net. Levántate con el mejor café cubana y comida cubana norte de Wake up to the best Cuban food and coffee north of Miami with Miapa Latin Cafe. Their breakfast sandwiches and arepas are made using the most authentic ingredients. Enjoy Cuban classics like ropa vieja and arroz con pollo. With great food, affordable prices, and friendly service from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day, you can't beat the Miapa way. Visit them in either of their locations in Gainesville and Alachua. Miapa Latin Cafe, a proud supporter of the Florida Gators. Hi, I'm Coach Steve Spurrier, and I am a member of the Campus USA Credit Union. The Gator Nation has been counting on Campus USA Credit Union for over 80 years. Campus supports the Gators and our community. Campus membership is open to all UF students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Come see why over 100,000 members, like me, count on Campus USA Credit Union. So put some star power to work in your financial life. Visit CampusCU.com and join today. Hi, I'm Mark Herman with Mark Herman Company Heating and Air. If you're a Gator fan, you know the phrase, in all kinds of weather. That can mean different things to different people. For example, when I was playing center for the Gator football team back in the early 80s, I loved hearing the crowd sing it. It meant they appreciated our hard work and were standing behind us, win or lose. Now as the owner of my own business, the meaning has changed. It means that my team and I stick behind our customers. So if you'd like to save money on your utility bill, give our team a call and see how much we can save you. 378-9422. Hi, this is the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. Join me, Shane Matthews, and Steve Russell every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. for Inside the Huddle. We talk about the Florida Gators and all things in college football. You won't want to miss a minute. You can also listen to the show anytime at WRUF.com or listen to us on iTunes. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Worry less with crime prevention security systems by preventing package theft with their doorbell camera. Contact them today at cpss.net. Welcome back to Inside the Huddle. We're going to take a look now at our top four because obviously the the poll that counts, the AP doesn't count, the coaches' poll doesn't count anymore. It's the committee. You know, 
I've got to ask this question. Why would you want to even be on that committee? Because <laughs> people, everybody has their opinion of who the top four should be. And, if, you know, you, you, all you're going to get is criticism. You're never going to, oh, you guys got that right. Nobody ever says that. But that aside, whoever wants to go first, give me your, your top four as the committee meets tonight. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, I think we all know the top three, uh, Ohio State, LSU. Probably LSU may be first in Ohio State. And then uh, Bama, Penn State, and Clemson, uh, whoever's four or five in there, Penn State or Clemson, I think, will uh, do that. But it's still early. It's still early. And uh, it is interesting that that's all the radio guys talk about is this playoff. And I guess they're paid to do that. I don't know. But we're the only sport in the world that still has a committee to tell you who's going to play for the national championship. It just doesn't make sense, really, once you think about it. And this year it could be one of those years where there might be five teams with one loss or six teams with one loss after the conference championships are played out. And, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of arguments on who gets to play for all the marbles. But uh, anyway, uh, I'm a firm believer the five conference champs ought to get in. I don't care if they're eight and four and they win their championship. Hey, the New York Giants won a Super Bowl when you're going now. Nine and seven, and they made the playoffs. That's that's the that's playoff ball in any sport. Uh, but anyway, it'll get to that maybe in what twenty twenty six is when they may go to eight teams and, and then go from there. Yeah, uh, I agree one hundred percent with Coach. Uh, my top four are going to be no particular order: Ohio State, LSU, Alabama. I'm going to throw Penn State in there right now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, them or Ohio State is going to lose because they have to play one another. Clemson's Clemson's going to make the Final Four because it's the ACC and they're the defending national champs. They're going to get in, but I'm with Coach. I mean, eight teams with the five conference champions would be great, three at largest. I'm curious, Coach, they ever asked you to be on the committee? Oh, they talked about it way back, but I think they've heard me talk about it. I, I wish we didn't have committees to select uh, <laughs> champions. Uh, it reminds me of the old days. In the old days, remember the voters, the AP voters would vote uh, on who's the national champ after you, you played your games. And then finally, at least we started getting the top two together. Uh, but fortunately, the year we won it, if they'd had the top two playing each other, uh, FSU would have played Arizona State because they were the only two undefeated teams. So, fortunately, it didn't work out that way. And that's why we're national champs, Steve. Yep. Because we uh, got a rematch with FSU and Ohio State uh, beat Arizona State in the Rose Bowl. Yep. Um, LSU, Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson would be mine. But I really hope, guys, you both talked about it, I hope what happens this year is that there are a lot of teams, Penn State, Oklahoma, you know, whoever it might be, that have just that one loss, and and they're not playing mm-hmm. for a championship. And how in the world can you go eleven and one or twelve and one? Oh, sorry, you're not going to play for a championship. I mean, that that's hard. If I was a player or a coach, it's hard for me to swallow. Well, yeah, and think about what could happen in the SEC if Georgia happens to run the table, uh, and then there's you got Georgia with one loss, LSU with one loss, and Alabama with one loss. Mm-hmm. Coach, I love your suggestion because I think. My the only thing that I was against conference champions automatically getting in was back in the day. Well, maybe then you wouldn't schedule a, a difficult non-conference schedule because all you had to do was win your conference. But now, when fans you know want more for their buck, they want to see better teams. You, you see what's happening. You know these schools trying to get more power five schools to play. I don't think that would happen anymore. I, I like that suggestion. I think it if if you are going to 
If the committee's going to talk about strength of schedule and conference, well, isn't winning your conference the ultimate thing you're supposed to do? Isn't that what you're there to do? That's what I think we should all be talking about, who's going to win conference championships. Yeah. But that's not, uh, that's not the national radio guys. They, they all want to talk about who's going to make the final four, I call it, the playoff teams and so forth. But uh, college football, that's the way we've done it for a long, long time as far as committees and voting and who gets this, that, and the other. Uh, so I guess we're going to keep doing it for another, what, four or five years until uh, we, we expand it to the eight teams. I think what's going to happen, too, is, Shaner, what if your, what if your scenario came true? Mm-hmm. What if, for some reason, three SEC teams get to the playoff? Well, that's going to leave every other conference but one looking at this thing. At some point, those conferences are going to say, wait a minute, we, we can't be left out every year because of the SEC. We've got to expand this. That, that's the only way that I see this is going to change anytime soon. You're, yeah, probably so. I mean, can you imagine the people around the country if three SEC teams are in the Final Four? I mean, mm-hmm. be great foot. I mean, great competition. But, but, I mean, it's, I, I agree 100% with Coach. Who cares if you are eight and four? I mean, think about in the basketball tournament. How many mm-hmm. teams are – 12 seeds or, or eight seeds that go on and win the national title. And, you know, if you have your five conference winners and then three at large for those teams that have played a tough schedule and may be sitting at 11-1. and one. And I think the best group of five teams should get in. So two years ago, UCF should have jumped in there. Mm-hmm. This year it might be Memphis. Uh, they look to be maybe as strong as about anybody. App State just got beat last week. But maybe one of those uh, schools certainly should be considered be one of the eight uh, involved in that type of playoff. Uh, just uh, I'll say this: when the committee comes out with its poll, it does spur conversation, it does create discussion. But at some point, and and I I love the fact that not a lot of teams get in, and I'm still for that. But if you put your conference champions in, like you said, Coach, group of five representative and a couple of at-large, you, you, you could, in theory, lose one conference game and be 11-1, and one, and by definition, you're not the conference champion, then you don't get in the playoff. Well, you're 11-1. and one. Mm-hmm. That Something needs to break there. Well, All right. You know, Alabama's won, I think, two national championships without winning, Didn't win the West. without winning the conference. Yes. So, uh, yeah, without winning the West. So, that, that, I don't know. It's just the way it happens, I guess. All right, let's talk about Florida Vanderbilt a little bit. And, Coach, you, you kind of mentioned this, that, you know, Vandy's always seemingly played Florida tough. Last year they were up 21-3. to But sometimes memory, you know, you, you look back, Florida ran 92 plays at Vanderbilt last year, have 500 yards of offense, and yet it was 21-3 to at one point. Vandy was ahead. I don't know that Florida's run 92 plays in a long time, but they did against Vandy last year. Yeah, I, you know, when you look at Coach Mullen's offense, it's all based around the dual-threat quarterback, and I think Kyle Trask has done a phenomenal job this year stepping in, but it's not what Dan and them are used to because – we have the lack of you know he's a willing runner but let's be honest they ran the quarterback power the other day and it looked like me trying to run the ball safety came up nailed him right at almost line of scrimmage yeah Yeah. so yeah what would Emory have done with that one yeah so it's it's one of those deals where I think you know we talked about it uh last year in the in the Florida Georgia game Steve on the show yesterday there was what 12 quarterback runs between Emory and Felipe last year for about 60 something yards so 
it's it's the style of offense that if he gets it going with the quarterback running the football, you're going to run a bunch of plays. And last year, remember, Keyshawn Vaughn got hurt uh, when Vandy got ahead. He had seven carries for 56 yards before he went out. But it was funny, P. Ryan over 100 yards, Scarlett over 100 yards, and Franks. Now, you know, I don't know how many of these were designed runs, but he had 11 official carries in the game. And uh, Tony ran one as well, so we'll see what happens. But, Coach, as you always say, <clears throat> it's an SEC game. It, you, you beat Vanderbilt. It's no different than beating Georgia or beating Alabama. It's an SEC win. Well, it's a little different than beating Georgia. Well, yes, Steve. but we would love to SEC knock those win. guys out. But uh, uh, it's, a, it's a ball game. Uh, shoot, every game is the biggest game of the season because it's the one this week. So let's all get fired up, get a big crowd, yell and scream, and see if we can't uh, get, get the momentum back going in our favor this week. As you look at the SEC right now, I want to start uh, talking about some of the big games coming up, but obviously LSU and Alabama. Coach, how do you, how do you see that? I see it as a very close game. I really do. And uh, until LSU beats Alabama, uh, it's hard to pick LSU. It really is because they're playing at Bama. Their crowd will be all pumped up. But, again, LSU seems to be a team that doesn't get full of itself. They've had big wins and come back and play well the next week. So if they beat Bama in Alabama, they, they are definitely the number one team in the country. Yeah, I, I can't wait to watch this game, Steve. I mean, you know, there's been some great Alabama-LSU games, but it's always been the 9-6 type games. This mm -hmm. should be fun. Uh, I, I really think LSU might be the better team because only say mm -hmm. that because I, I don't know how well Tua is going to be. Uh, you know, if this ankle surgery was that great – I feel like every training staff would have, at the end of the season, have every player have this surgery because it's supposed to strengthen your ankle and keep you from having this injury again. So wouldn't it make sense for everybody to do it? You'd so, think. so I, you know, if Tua plays and, you know, it, it's going to be a heck of a game, I think. You know, with it being in Tuscaloosa, you got to kind of lean towards the tide. But I just got a feeling LSU's going to find a way to win it. We'll take a break. Come back. Chalk Talk is coming up. Coach Pereira is going to draw up a play, unfortunately, that uh, <laughs> was a good play for Georgia, but he's going to diagram it for you. Yeah. Stay with us inside the huddle. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Crime Prevention Security Systems has provided security and life safety to families and businesses in Gainesville and surrounding areas since 1975. Their mobile app makes security and home automation easy to use and affordable. With fast access to lighting control, doorbell cameras, and thermostats, crime prevention and security, and so much more. Contact them today, 352-376-1499 or cpss.net. Gators Dockside is your Gators sports headquarters. We've got the most games on the most screens, including our three huge projector screens. So rep your orange and blue, bring your friends, and join us for the best wings in town as chosen by the Gainesville Suns People's Choice Awards. We're also serving up mouth-watering burgers, sandwiches, and salads. And don't forget about our daily two-for-one specials on select drafts, house wine, and liquor. Make Dockside your Gator sports headquarters and never miss a minute of the action. See you at Gators. Hi, this is Coach Spurrier here, and I have some great news for the Gator Nation. Our new restaurant, Spurrier's, is coming to Celebration Point in June of 2020. Spurrier's is going to be a restaurant to celebrate, and there's no better place for celebrations than Celebration Point in Gainesville. With prime premium destinations like Bass Pro Shop, Nike, Palmetto Moon, and Regal Cinemas, I am beyond thrilled to be a part of Celebration Point. Spurrier's is going to be a one-of-a-kind restaurant with an exciting atmosphere and amazing food. I'll see you at Celebration Point where the Gators go to celebrate. 
Hi, I'm Coach Steve Spurrier, and I am a member of the Campus USA Credit Union. The Gator Nation has been counting on Campus USA Credit Union for over 80 years. Campus supports the Gators and our community. Campus membership is open to all UF students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Come see why over 100,000 members, like me, count on Campus USA Credit Union. So put some star power to work in your financial life. Visit CampusCU.com and join today. Hi, this is the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. Join me, Shane Matthews, and Steve Russell every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. for Inside the Huddle. We talk about the Florida Gators and all things in college football. You won't want to miss a minute. You can also listen to the show anytime at WRUF.com or listen to us on iTunes. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. At Titan MRI, no insurance is no problem. And Titan MRI has the same day scheduling available. Call them up today. Start feeling better. That's TitanMRI.com. Well, coming up, one of my favorite segments here. It's our Chalk Talk segment. Coach Spurrier is going to draw up a play, and sometimes it's a play that Florida has, sometimes a play that the opposition has. Today, he's going to draw up a play that Georgia ran successfully. Coach, here you go. Okay, here we go. This was the play that uh, i got to give James Coley, the uh, Georgia offensive coordinator, credit. Uh, like I said, I think he did a research during open date. And uh, this was a ball play. He had a couple others. They just ran it one time, but it really worked this time. Okay, this was the formation uh, that they started out in, and we were we were playing man to man. We were in a man defense. It's not real comfortable around here. <laughs> but anyway, all right. So we're in man to man. All these guys sort of have man to man here. He's here. He's probably got the back, and, and we're we're going like this. Alright, this guy goes in motion to start with. He flies out over here, which brings our corner out over here, brings this safety down, and now this guy's starting to go back to the deep middle. We're playing man-to-man with a safety in the deep middle. Okay, so we got this going right now. Georgia has a maximum, sort of a maximum protection. They fake to Swift over here. Good hard fake over here. In the meantime, this receiver is going deep. He's taking his guy with him deep, and, and he's going, he, he, he's clearing out. He's, we're clearing out this side over here. Okay. Over here now, the wide receiver, he just sort of came down in here and sort of got lost a minute. At one time, they were in, actually almost standing next to each other. But our safety, because of the action, he's supposed to have deep middle. I think this safety that came up was probably the one that was supposed to, to, to pick up the receiver that, that ends up running this, what we call a drag wheelie. You sort of just get lost over in here and then take it up the sideline. And uh, it, it created some confusion on man-to-man over here, and then obviously nobody went with this guy from action, and he sprints out over here a little bit. And all these guys were blocking, he, and there was nobody near him. And it was just a well-executed play uh, that he hit him for the touchdown and ended up winning the game. James Coley, their offensive coordinator. We talked about them not having many good ball plays. They found some ball plays last week against the Gators. So give James Coley a lot of credit there. That was, uh, that was well executed, and I know one of our guys made a mistake, but because of the design of the play, 
uh, that's what created it. Fascinates me. Yep, that was a good play call. Gosh, a good one. And they called it the right area of the field, right too. Mm-hmm. Yep, right, right about the 50-yard line. You know, both you guys have done this, but, Coach, I, I think sometimes when just, you know, fans watching a game and, you know, play works, so then you're a genius when it works, and when it doesn't, you can't coach, what, what, you know, what, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes, isn't it true, it's, it's not necessarily the ball play, but when you call the play, that's the key to success? In the coverage also, you know, obviously if we had to do over again, we'd play the three-deep zone, and uh, he'd been running right into us. But when you play man-to-man, you you go with your man, and uh, that's what created the confusion, and uh, the play was open. So uh, a lot of times you just – you hope the other team's playing a man-to-man when you call one of these kind of plays. When you look at what Georgia did, and like you said, Coach, they came up with some different ball plays. Tip your hat to them. That, that's what you're supposed to do over an open week. And they they could see, they could sense, if we keep the same thing, the South Carolina blueprint's there. I mean, Todd Grantham can see that. So tip your hat to them for changing. No question. I mean, if you if you watch a lot of their big pass plays, as speaking of the one Coach just drew up there, we're in man coverage. They're taking our two – whether you believe it or not, our two best pass defenders, which are our corners, basically they're covering the decoys. Mm-hmm. Okay, think about the last uh, play of the game that kind of sealed it for them. We're in man coverage. They decoys who they they pick on a safety. Yeah, uh, give them credit. I mean, you know that's kind of what LSU did to us. They took the blueprint, had an extra week to work on it, and they basically said. We're not going to allow Marco Wilson and C.J. Henderson to make plays. Now, they completed some balls on them, but, but the big plays came on our interior defenders. Mm-hmm. Coach, how do you counteract that then? I mean, I guess just better safety mm-hmm. play, I guess, but how do you – if you're Todd Grantham, mm-hmm. what adjustments mm-hmm. can you make? Well, we played a little bit more zone against Auburn. Oh, we had a beautiful game plan against uh, Auburn and uh, had everything covered pretty much. Uh, but for whatever reason, I'm not sure. We played a little bit more man, it seemed like, against Georgia. Uh, but again, like if we were in a three-deep zone that play, uh, they're running right into where our guys are. But we were playing man-to-man, and uh, we, got, we had confusion over here, and uh, they had a guy wide open. Well, it happens, and uh, again, give the Bulldogs mm-hmm. credit. We'll take a break, come back. Uh, we will take a look at some of the other big games coming up across the country. Stay with us, ESPN and 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Everyone is raving about Titan MRI. With the highest rated MRI facilities in town, Titan MRI is the place to go. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town. Joe and his staff have more than two decades of experience in Gainesville and they'll help heal thousands of athletes in the local area. At Titan MRI, the average scan time is 10 to 15 minutes, so you'll have plenty of time to get back to living a life pain-free. Don't wait. Tell your doctor to refer you to Titan MRI or call them today at 672-6644. I'm Steve Spurrier, sometimes called the head ball coach, and I'm here to tell you I got the SUV that I drive from Davis. Yeah, Coach, the word is out, and everybody is loving what's going on at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet and Palm Chevrolet down in Ocala. I stopped by each of the dealerships last week and saw tremendous deals all over the place and also all over the place, orange and blue. What's that mean, Coach? If you bleed orange and blue, Davis is the place for you. Davis Automotive Group, the official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators. 
Levántate con el mejor café cubana y comida cubana norte de Miami. Uh, I need the English version today, please. Wake up to the best Cuban food and coffee north of Miami with Miapa Latin Cafe. Their breakfast sandwiches and arepas are made using the most authentic ingredients. Enjoy Cuban classics like ropa vieja and arroz con pollo. With great food, affordable prices, and friendly service from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day, you can't beat the Miapa way. Visit them at either of their locations in Gainesville and Alachua. Miapa Latin Cafe. A proud supporter of the Florida Gators. It's football season, and you know what that means. Endless circling to find a parking spot. Not if you're on two wheels. Gainesville Harley-Davidson has the ride for you, and their 2020 lineup is one that any Gator fan would stand up and cheer for. Check out Livewire, Harley's first electric bike with seamless throttle experience. No clutch to release, no gears to run through. You just twist and go. Get in the game at Gainesville Harley-Davidson. Go to GainesvilleHarley.com. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Connect more with crime prevention security systems and easily view cameras at your home or business. Contact them today at cpss.net. Our final segment, we're going to take a look at some of the games across the country, and we'll talk about a little SEC, too. We already mentioned uh, LSU and, and Alabama. And, you know, I really do hope that as much as he can be healthy, to it, I, I always like it when both teams are at full, you know, hey, then go play. But LSU has lost uh, a, a defender who left the team for – personal reasons and Grant Delpit was kind of banged up we'll see if he plays so it's not just Tua I mean I get who he is and what he is for Alabama's offense but LSU could be missing a couple of key defensive people as well Um, in the Big Ten Penn State and Minnesota both those teams are coming off buys Minnesota hasn't played anybody but they are undefeated PJ Flex done a good job with the Gophers Done an excellent job. But that's going to be one of the big games in the country, Minnesota and Penn State, both undefeated. Who would ever thought those two teams be undefeated late in November like this? So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching the highlights on that one too. Yeah, it's a shame. I, I don't know why that's not the 7.30 ABC game. It's at noon. Yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah. Um, you know, to think about this, James Franklin, maybe he's as underrated a coach – as there is now, you know, you can quibble about his personality, but he made Vanderbilt relevant. I mean, Vandy was good when he was there. Now they had didn't they have Jay Cutler when he was there? Am I wrong on that? I no, maybe he was later than earlier than that. But when he was there, Vandy was relevant. So, you know, he recruited well there, and he's done a really good job at Penn State. So maybe he's a bit of an underrated commodity. I think so. I think what he's taken to, uh, you know, he like as you mentioned, he did a tremendous job at Vanderbilt. Uh, but he's kind of taken that SEC blueprint, I think, up to Penn State, how Urban did. You know, he, mm-hmm. Penn State looks fast when I watch them. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if the road the boat guys can win this game, um, but Penn State, he, Franklin, I agree, he's he kind of flies under the radar. Yeah, he does a good job recruiting, and like Shane said, they, they're a fast team, uh, and Ohio State's a fast team. Uh, you look at those two, and you you, you sort of see uh, they're above the, those other Big Ten teams. Although Michigan's making a late surge here, so that's going to be a huge game when they play Ohio State. Any chance of a letdown for Georgia? Because remember, for the Gators to get to Atlanta, Georgia has to lose 
two games in the SEC, Missouri, Auburn, and Texas A&M is who they have left. They get Missouri at home. Any chance of a Georgia letdown? I mean, there's always a chance. You never know how, you know, 18 to 22-year-olds are going to react after a win like that. Uh, If they were playing in Columbia, Missouri, I'd feel a little bit better. Um, But but you never know. I mean, Georgia had a great game plan against us. They may not play as well against us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hopefully Kelly Bryant has a big day. Well, they had their wake-up call when South Carolina beat them, Steve. So I don't don't think they're going to go in the jar uh, because they certainly are a very talented team with uh, huge goals for the season. Uh, I remember (laughs) – Shane was with us when we lost at Syracuse. That was our wake-up call. And uh, we won the rest of the game uh, back in uh, 1991, 91 season. We just beat Alabama, and we went up there sort of half-cocked and got run out of the Carrier Dome. Uh, we came back and regrouped, started running the ball and with aircraft, and uh, we were a lot better team after we got clobbered by the Syracuse Orangemen. Georgia did look different. I mean, you have to give them credit. They did look different. Um, also, South Carolina, talk about a toughie, guys. They got Appy State this weekend. It's in Columbia, but that's going to be no picnic for Will Muschamp. No, uh, App State's a good football team. They're coming off an upset. Uh, they lost to Georgia Southern at home. Um, th- this is a game, I'm not sure, wh- what's the record of Carolina right now? Four or five, I think. Four and five. So yeah. if they get to five and five with this win, and then they'll have Clemson, and I'm not sure who else. So this this is a crucial game for them to have a chance to go bowling. Yeah, it would be a big one for South Carolina. A little shout out to wide receiver Brian Edwards. He set the South Carolina record for career receptions. Uh, broke uh, Kenny McKinley's record, and uh, uh, my son Steve Jr. actually recruited Brian Edwards, and uh, he it became a gamecock. But he's had he's a big time receiver, and uh, will be an excellent pro player also. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, South Carolina has uh, Appalachian State, A and M in College Station, mm. and uh, Clemson uh, in Columbia. And then uh, a team that you know all of a sudden Tennessee is starting to play a little bit better now. Granted, you know this is the part of the schedule that they have traditionally played better, and they play at Kentucky, a team that's not folded its tent even though they've lost their quarterbacks. How do you see this? Well, I like Kentucky at home especially. I just like the way Mark Stoops and his 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 team has played without a quarterback. You know, Bowden, the wide receiver playing quarterback, may be the most athletic guy in the league. Uh, it's amazing what they've done. So I, I like Kentucky in that game. Well, Tennessee's hot, though, Shane. They've uh, they got momentum going. They Very do. True. They got some momentum. And they uh, may, maybe can score a little bit more than Kentucky. It, it should be a close game. really should be. I do. I agree with you, Shane. I think what Coach Stoops has done, keeping that team together and playing hard despite you know not having any quarterbacks, and then you look at Vanderbilt, their best receiver Lipscomb did not play last week for quote personal reasons unquote. He was standing there on the sidelines, but didn't play when they played Carolina, and then their starting quarterback had had a concussion. The guy that they did start then got hurt, so they were like Kentucky. You know, they were playing third and fourth-string guys and not quite sure who their quarterback is going to be. And even though they have a terrific receiver in Lipscomb and a really good running back in Keyshawn Vaughn, the quarterback position for them has been kind of a revolving door. Yeah, I mean, Vanderbilt seems like every year they struggle on offense and usually pretty solid defensively. You know, I don't know what to make of this Vanderbilt team. All I know is it's important for us being an early game for our crowd to show up because there's still a lot to play for this year. Who knows what could happen 
you know outside of our game so uh just show up and uh i think florida come out and play well yeah i think we'll play well this is a pretty good group of guys here uh they realize we didn't have our best stuff against georgia but can't do anything about it now except learn from it and uh let, let's finish this thing off as strongly as possible so uh, i look forward to have a have a really good game this week Again, it'll be a noon game this week and a noon game in Columbia, Missouri the following week, but we'll talk all about that on next week's Inside the Huddle. That'll do it for our show for today. Uh, and again, uh, just a reminder about tonight, I want to throw a little plug for Gator basketball because both Gator basketball teams open the regular seat. It always gets me that you're right smack in the middle of football and all of a sudden, That's bam, a basketball. Yeah, they creep in a little earlier, it seems, each year. But <laughs> hey, does. yeah, Coach Weiss got a good team. I, I may get out and watch that one tonight. And yep. we want to thank Miapa for lunch today. Yes, you darn right. Thanks That's to Jake for producing today. And of course, I want to thank the head ball coach and Shane Matthews always makes this job for me a heck of a lot of fun. We hope you enjoyed as well. Back next week, we'll Look back at Florida Vanderbilt. Look ahead to a road match with Missouri. And look back at two really big games, LSU, Alabama, and Penn State and Missouri. I'm Steve Russell. We'll see you at noon. Shane and I for Sports Scene. Get your calls and comments in there. We'd love to hear from you. So until then, I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your day as you listen to Inside the Huddle. So long. Worry less and connect more with crime prevention security systems. View cameras at your home or business or prevent package theft with their doorbell camera. Crime prevention provides security and life safety with affordable packages and an easy-to-use app that gives mobile control of your home or business. Get a text notification when the kids get home from school or be notified if you forgot to set the alarm when you left. You can even get a notification if you didn't close the garage door. For home or office, crime prevention can do it all. Contact your local team at Crime Prevention Security Systems. Winners are the best of the best in Gainesville and the Ethics and Business Award. Crime Prevention provides security and life safety with affordable packages and an easy-to-use app that gives mobile control of your home or business. For home or office, Crime Prevention can do it all. Winners are the best of the best. In Trust the team at Crime Prevention to secure your home, family, and business. They're large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Thanks for listening to Inside the Huddle with former Gator QB Shane Matthews, WRUF's Steve Russell, and Hall of Famer, the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. If you'd like to ask Coach a question, email your questions to questions at insidethehuddlehbc.com. Podcasts are available at WRUF.com, the WRUF app, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside the Huddle is paid for by Weeby Marketing.